Welcome to the Jesus Show. Not that one. And you comfortable? Yeah. You ready to go? Yeah. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today I have Jacob. How's it going, everybody? Hey man, thanks for joining me. Of course, glad to be here. Real quick, before we get uh, into the interview, before, not mostly interview, it's just talking. Uh, before we do that, remember guys, uh, rate, subscribe to uh, Instagram, The Jesus Show NTO. You can find me on YouTube, The Jesus Show NTO. I should know this by now, but Facebook and TikTok, I think it's The Jesus Show, not that one spelled out. I'm not sure Allie puts it in the description, so look for that. And anything else? I don't think. Yeah, just tell everybody to rate and subscribe and follow all that good stuff. If you notice, I'm wearing another New England Revolution shirt. Once again, AJ Delagarza's uh, jersey. This is the 2021 away jersey. Speaking of away jerseys, here, let me get it just a little bit. There we go. Speaking of away jerseys, what do you know about soccer? Uh, not a lot, honestly. I know it's. 90 minutes long and people running back and forth. It's fun to watch. Yeah. I don't know a lot about it. Have you have you seen a full game before? Yes. Do you remember, do you know what games you've seen? No. No? I, I've seen a few of the World Cup games. Oh, okay. But other than that, nothing crazy. Did you ever play soccer growing up? When I was like three years old. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, everybody was yelling at me because I was running the wrong way. <laughs> I was glad I scored a goal, but it was in my own goal. So. Nice. Hey, you know what? As long as you scored, that's that's all yeah. that matters. So me and Jacob met. How long ago have we met now? Uh, it's probably been about seven months, eight months. Okay. So Jacob lived here in the apartment complex that mm-hmm. uh, we currently live in. Uh, he lived really close to the uh, dog park that we always go to. And when we first met you, you only had Opie. Yeah. And the boys, and I think I've, I've said this before in other episodes, uh, Opie and the boys got along fantastic. And then one day Apollo went, I'm going to be an asshole and I'm going to go after Opie. So we stopped being able to have them both at the park. Even though when we would go, then we were able to have Thanatos inside. Mm-hmm. But then I would just walk Apollo because mm-hmm. Apollo's head was, I don't know where. Um, so that was fine. And then you guys got, uh, Jax and he's a Husky. Yeah. All purebred Husky. Okay. All okay. white. Adorable. Adorable. <laughs> um, so then at that point, every time Jacob would be in the park, we would walk around or go find something else to do. And then vice versa. If we were in the park, we'd go somewhere else and. Use the bathroom and yeah, come yeah. check on and see if you guys were there. We'd always say hi to each other, but it yeah. just sucked that we couldn't have our dogs, you know, inside uh, playing with each other. Uh, so that's how we met. And then you're on your way where? Wichita Falls, Texas. We, yeah, okay. So the first time you said Wichita, mm-hmm. all I heard was was Wichita. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, he's going to Wichita, Kansas. <laughs> and then you said Texas. And I went, there's a Wichita in Kansas? Like, okay, so Jacob is in the Air, Air Force. Force. Yep. How long have you been in the Air Force? Uh, seven years. Okay. And some, and some change, but... Okay. Yeah. And where where did you start when you uh, went into the Air Force? So I went to basic training in Texas. 
Uh, I went to two different tech, uh, technical schools. One was in uh, Biloxi, Mississippi, and the other one was in uh, Wichita Falls, Texas. Uh, then I went to... Oh, that's right, because you said you've been there before. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. And then I went from there, I went to England, and I was there for three years. And then uh, after being there for three years, I came to Las Vegas and getting ready to leave again. So. <laughs> <laughs> How long were you... You weren't here in Vegas very long. Three years. Oh, you were here for three years. Yeah. Oh, why did I think... I don't know why I thought you were only here for a year. Maybe because that's all we've known each other. Really. Yeah. yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense. Anything before me doesn't matter. It's it's it matters now that I know you. Uh, when you were in England, how was how was that? It was amazing. Yeah, and that's where I watched a majority of soccer. Okay, yeah, um, of course. Yeah, uh, everybody there was watching it, and I was trying to get with any females that I could. So <laughs> most of them were watching soccer. And you have like, to. Yeah. That's like at one point in my life, uh, I thought like I've never been a fan of football. Right. You know, I watch it because my friends watch it and they like to. And, you know, I watch the Super Bowl because of the drinking and the food. And I remember a couple times, very briefly, did I date some girls that were really into football? I was like, oh, yeah, no, I really like football. Like, football's really cool. And then towards the end, I was like, I, I can't do this. Football's a, it's fucking boring. Like, I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I can't, I was just trying to get in your pants. My bad. <laughs> but, yeah, I definitely under, under, understand that. So you don't remember ever watching a particular team? Uh, I believe Messi was on one of the teams. Okay, so Barcelona. Yeah. He's been at Barcelona forever. Okay, and then there was somebody else, and I want to say he played for Manchester, but I could be totally Maybe wrong. Ronaldo? What's his last name? His last name is Ronaldo, but it's Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, I think so. that sounds familiar, yeah. It, I'm only guessing because those are the, the, the two biggest names in soccer now. Even, I mean, even when Cristiano was with Manchester United, he was he was coming up. So a lot of people were looking at him. And then, you know, now obviously he went to, well, you know, he went to Real Madrid and then now he's with Juventus. So, I mean, he's, he's one of the best. He's one of, well, arguably one of the best, I guess I have to put that in there. <laughs> um, aside from that, do you have any cool stories about living in England? Uh, where where particular where where particularly were you in England? Uh, I was 2 hours north of London. Oh, okay. So, and like an hour outside Cambridge. Yeah. It was I could go to Cambridge on a Saturday night and then, you know, get fucked up as much as I want to. <laughs> and then come back. <laughs> Sleep on the street and then come yeah. back the next morning. Oh shit. Yeah. It was a good time. Um How would you get that like the train? Uh, I would drive a lot. That's why I was sleeping on the streets. Oh, okay. I would catch the train back if I ever took the train there. Yeah. But I was like, well, my car's here, and I gotta drive home. So. Yeah. But I was like, I'm not. I can't drive drunk. So yeah, I'm obviously. Gonna, I'm just gonna sleep on the street right here, and <laughs> you know, I'd sleep for like maybe an hour and a half, and I'd be like, oh, I'm sober now. Yeah. Obviously not. <laughs> and then I'd get in the car and just be on my way. Damn, like, that's crazy. That must. That's pretty cool. Like I've never. I mean, obviously, I've only, well, I shouldn't say obviously. I've only ever done things like that, meaning like going from one place to another, driving within the states. I've never lived outside of, a, you know, the mm -hmm. U.S. and been like, oh, let me go from here to here mm -hmm. and like have that. I mean, I guess it's the same thing when I think about it that we do here, but then it just sounds 
more luxurious because you're in a different country, you know? <laughs> yeah. Did you ever get freaked out? Because what, they, yeah, they drive on the opposite side. Yeah. Right? So I got there and I actually, actually drove on the right side and you're supposed to be driving on the left. Oh, shit. So, like, I was on base, luckily, so people knew, like, okay, this motherfucker <laughs> just got here. So, like, and I was like, oh, shit. But I came back to visit family one day and uh, I was out looking at tattoo places. I just wanted to get a tattoo yeah. one night and I was just looking at tattoo places. I couldn't find one, so I started driving home. It's probably 10 o'clock at night, so it's pretty dark out and everybody has their headlights on. Yeah. And I'm driving and I'm like, these motherfuckers here have their goddamn headlights pointed right at me in the road. And I'm like, oh shit. I'm the one in the wrong here. Oh, well, let me my pull, God. Let me get over here real quick. And, I mean, that's, like, one of the only mix-ups I've had. Yeah. Nothing too crazy. Like, it was never a close call with anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, but, thankfully. Yeah. Jeez, man. But, that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine, you're like, look at these dumb fucks over here don't know how to drive. Oh, shit. My bad. Oops. My bad. <laughs> one time, me and Allie went uh, to go. We went to one of our friends. Byron and Zuri, they were getting married, and they went to Ireland. Mm. So Ali asked me, do you feel comfortable? Like, if we go and we and we rent a car, do you feel comfortable driving uh, in Ireland? And I thought to myself, well, I've never never driven in Europe on the opposite side and sitting on the opposite side and all of that. So I thought to myself, yeah, I mean, I guess. So I totally said, as long as it's an automatic car, because I can't drive stick for to save my life. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, I, I, I can't do it. So she goes, okay. So she set everything up. We get there. And luckily we landed on a Sunday. Wait, was it a Sunday? No, it was a Saturday. Fuck. When did we get there? No. Yeah, it was a Saturday, but we got there at like 5 AM. Mm-hmm. So really, really early. So we pick up the car and we're driving to the um, to the hotel, and as we're driving to the to the hotel, we're uh, we, we were gonna meet our friend Woody, Fleur, and Mike. So we're driving, and I kept when I was changing lanes, instead of looking over my shoulder like wherever I was supposed to look to change the lanes, I was looking opposite of it. Mm. So I wasn't paying attention to the cars that would have been there. Yeah. And I kept having to catch myself. And then the next day, we drove on a Sunday. So we didn't encounter hardly any traffic. Almost nobody was on the road, which thankfully for us, uh, you know, we didn't, I didn't get in an accident. Uh, But for me, it was a little nerve wracking. And then we had our friends in the car because we went to the brewery, to the Guinness Brewery. Mm -hmm. And I thought, holy shit, man, like I'm going to kill us. Then I kept... And after that, I was like hyper vigilant. I just kept looking over, and there, I was like, you know, you only you only have to look over here if you're going into your right lane. Or, no, I just want to make sure because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> but I mean, I'm I'm assuming once you get comfortable with it, comfortable with it, then it's. Oh yeah, I had a bunch of buddies of mine tell me, hey, like you're gonna drive us to wherever, just to get me comfortable with driving. Okay. And then, like after that, they were like, okay, no. We'll drive, or we'll do this, or we'll do that. Oh, okay. And we split it up, but it was it was a good like, you were you're gonna get comfortable no matter what. Yeah. Kind of situation, so and that helped out a lot. Oh, okay. Now your job, 
in the Air Force is? I work on F-15s, uh, fighter jets. I work with radios, navigation, radar, uh, all sorts of buttons and switches and things like that. How did you get into that? Is that something going in that you thought, you know what I want to do? Or was it, hey, we have a job over here for you? I walked into the recruiter's office and I was like, I need to get out of Florida as soon as possible. Is that where you're originally from? Uh, so I was a military child. I moved around a lot. I moved from, I was born in Hawaii, moved to Louisiana, back to Hawaii, yeah, uh, Southern California, and then to Florida. And then I was like, I stayed in Florida for seven years and I was like, I need to get out of here. Anything you can do to get me out of Florida. And then they were like, here we have, you know, 17 jobs open. Which one do you want? And I was like, you choose for me. And they were like, okay, here you go. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and then I just got the luck of the draw with that one. And I I didn't know what I wanted to do getting yeah. out of high school. I knew I didn't want to go to school. So college was out of it. A trade school was out of it. And I was like, join the military. That's all I got. And then they got me by telling me, hey. You got to go to school to do this job. Oh, shit. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then you found out you had to go to school for it. Yeah. And I went to school. The school's about uh, six months long, just about uh, two months in Mississippi, four months in Texas. Okay. And then uh, I sat there and I learned how to do my job. It went one ear, one in one ear and out the other. <laughs> And then I got to my first base in like in England, and I was they were teaching me everything over again, and that's when it kind of started to click. I was like, oh, I yeah, re I remember you like my instructor telling me that, or oh, like okay, like now it's kind of making sense. Yeah. But when you're in the classroom, it's just like they're pushing all this information to you because they need to get you out of there. Yeah. So that way the next class can keep coming in. And I feel very very different from my job to your job. You're actually I feel you do important things, and I go. What do you want to drink? But when I was going through training, I kind of felt a little bit like that to where some of the information was here and I I didn't necessarily grasp it until I was doing the job. And it's more on the job training. But I mean, it's not like they're going to throw you out into any job and just be like, yeah, just just go out there and learn it. That, you know, you got this. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but. So once you started doing it, once you started doing your job, mm -hmm. were you like, this is dope? Or were you like, fuck, do at, I really have to stick to this? At first, I was like, this is dope because it's essentially it's putting what the Air Force says, putting warheads on foreheads. Yeah. So, oh, wow. Okay. So I'm indirectly killing bad guys. Okay. That's how I like, like to look at it. Yeah. After about three years of doing it, though, you're kind of like, okay. Like, it's just old now. Yeah. Um, especially if you're not doing it in, like, a deployed area where you actually see jets go up with missiles and bombs and all the other cool stuff and then come back with nothing. Yeah. But right now, I mean, like, it's nice to see, like, oh, okay, like, I'm trained. Here we train pilots how to do that stuff. Mm -hmm. But uh, over there, they're just, you know, up in the air playing laser tag pretty much. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> They play laser tag and okay. with little missiles that they have, and yeah. they, that's all they do all, for a couple hours, and they come back down. And oh, that's crazy. If they're broken, I fix it. If not, then I move on to the next jet. And then, are you able to say how often you encounter a problem on a jet? Uh, yeah. 
you don't have to get into specific no. problems. Specific problems, they're hard to come around because once you fix it, then it's, it's usually good. Yeah. Uh, and that problem won't come around on that specific jet, but it might come up on a different jet. And things come in waves. Um, flight controls, for example, is one big thing I work on. I'll have three, four months with no flight control issues. And then right after that, one jet just has it. And then the rest of the jets just end up having it. Really? And then so you're constantly working that and you're like trying to relearn it because you haven't used it in three or four months. Yeah. So then you're like, okay, let me think about this. Okay, cool. I got this. I know what I'm doing. Boom. And then you, and then everything just stops. Mm-hmm. And then you just keep going from there. And now when you do, when you do something like that, you said in instruments. Yeah. Right. When you have to fix it, is it something you can do in a day or is it, this is going to take a couple of days? It depends on the issue. If it's oh, something okay. like, you know, this display is broken, let's say, or this instrument is broken. Mm-hmm. If it's, if we can narrow down the, to the part being bad, yeah, an hour to fix it. Oh, okay. That's not bad. Yeah. But if. So I guess it's, again, I'm making a lot of. I think the word I want to use is correlations mm-hmm. between your job and my job. I very different mm-hmm. again. I want you guys to know that I understand <laughs> that it's very different, vastly different. But then I guess it's just like there's things on the plane where, you know, we get on and then the 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 mechanics or the captain says, oh, you know, it's a no go item. We can't go or oh, they're going to fix it in 15 minutes. So just. That's a lot so that's of, really all, all it depends on. Yeah, that's a lot of our stuff. If, oh, okay. If it's something that we know the pilot can fly with it being broken, yeah. then we're like, you know, take it up one more time, and then once you come back, you know, we'll fix it then. Oh, okay. But we'll have the part ready. We'll have everything we need ready for it. So all you have to do is pull in, shut the jet down, and then we're on it right there fixing everything. But if it's something that we already know, like, hey, this is what's going to be the pro- what's going to be the fix. Yeah. Well, all we have to do is change it out. It's going to take us twenty minutes to do. We'll do that real quick and then swap it out. Oh, okay. But there's also things that when we don't know what's the problem, that's when it takes a couple weeks to fix. And yeah, we're just shooting wires or shooting like testing continuity between wires, making sure nothing's broken in the. System. Oh, I remember that story you told us when we were at dinner. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> um. So a lot of it's kind of, it seems mundane after doing it for seven years. Yeah. So you get tired of it and you're like, okay, this is getting old. And that's when you would think, okay, this isn't cool anymore and things like that. Yeah. But starting out the first year for sure is where you're like, oh my God, like this is so awesome. Yeah. 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 That's really cool. I was going to say, Jacob also, so I just had Allie's dad on uh on the podcast and he used to be a, a uh, chief corner chief deputy corner and there's stories that he can't tell or that he won't tell on mike he'll tell them off mike uh and i i want to tease you guys a little bit there's a couple stories that jacob has told us that has <laughs> shared with us that definitely he won't he can't say them on mike uh but if you ever do have a chance if Anybody meets him, if you talk to him, he may divulge. I'll give you every piece of information I can give you. Man, it is some good shit. <laughs> Especially the one you told us. 
he told us a couple stories. We went to uh, to dinner. What was it last week? I think it yep. was. And he, he goes, "Hey, you guys want to know something?" Oh, uh, yeah, duh. You know me. I want to know everything. <laughs> so he shared a couple stories, and one in particular. Man, that shit was wild. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, because at one point, because you said, "Fuck, what am I trying to say?" Which story is it? The um, one when you were working at the, uh, well, you didn't say the barracks. In the dorms. In the dorms. And in the dorms. The and the guy car. came out. Oh, okay. there was two stories. I'll give you. I'll give you the chick in the car story. I think you guys will like this one. Okay. 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 So, yeah. uh, I'm gonna leave names out uh, for obvious reasons, but. Uh, so there was this one girl I was work, uh, in school with. Uh, she was a few classes ahead of me. It wasn't a big deal, but she, um, in tech school, you get these uh, little lanyards on your uh, on your arm, and they just mean different things. Like, you know, uh, certain colors mean different things and whatever else. Uh, this one, she had a leadership role, so she had a certain color rope and whatever, and she goes to... Uh, she meets up with this guy and they're talking, having a good time and they decide, Oh, like, let's sneak away into my car and let's get it on. So they're having For sex- some sexy time. <laughs> so they get it on in the car and, uh, apparently the dude was doing her from behind and he used the rope to wrap around her neck and choke her. And, <laughs> uh, huh. <laughs> So she walks into the, they both walk into the office. They're all giggity or giggly and stuff. And uh, somebody notices the marks on her neck. And she says, like, she immediately starts acting drunk. So she doesn't get in trouble. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And immediately, and the other guy just was like, uh, they messed over the other guy. They were like, you know, you can't be doing this to people when they're drunk. Uh, It's considered rape. And they hit him with the whole book. So I think it's quite, it's not funny for the guy, but it's funny to think about like you're walking by a car and you see somebody getting railed out <laughs> and they're being choked with their own <laughs> leadership rope or whatever. It's just something like I think about. That was, that yeah. So that was one of the stories Jacob uh, shared with us. And I was like, word? And he goes, yeah. The second part to the story is fucked up because... You know, because what you said, the Air Force has a zero tolerance. Yeah, the Air Force has zero tolerance for sexual assault and sexual... Which, that's how it should be. Yeah. But it just sucked how she, like, she was like, I don't want to get in trouble. So, you're going to get in trouble. Oh, man, that just sucks. But before but before that, it was it was funny. Mm-hmm. And then, then he told the second part, and I'm like, goddamn. Uh, that was good. And then, yeah, no, the other one, the other one was crazy. Uh, yeah, it's just, it was, the other story was, was, was just crazy. Um, so now your new job, are you able to say what, what you're doing? I'll be, uh, I'll be an instructor for people, uh, coming in and going to be doing my job in the, in the air force. Yeah. So I'll be teaching them like, this is what an F-15 is. This is what this component is this is what that component is this is how this system works and when jacob started telling me what he was going to be doing next i told him i had a whole idea of what it was i I felt like i imagined top gun Mm -hmm. right 
So I told him, okay, picture this. It's 5.55 in the morning. You're looking out of your office and you, you have the glasses on and the, and the, and the sun's just, just peeking over, just peeking over. It's about to come. And he's looking at his, at his class. New, new recruits, I think, is, what yeah. is, is the word I used. He's looking at the new recruits and he's just thinking, you sons of bitches. So now he walks out into the tarmac. He has, you know, his bomber jacket, his glasses. He has his military hat on, and he's like just kind of looking at everybody. And everybody's at attention now because Jacob just showed up, right? And he's like, "You maggots don't know shit. You guys are gonna, I'm gonna teach you everything you need to know." And then as as time goes on, at one point Jacob's like, "You you guys are all fucking stupid." And then at one point almost graduation time comes and you're like, they're not going to make it. They're just a bunch of dumbasses. And and you, and you tell them that. And then they graduate. Everyone graduates. He starts crying. I didn't think it was going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. And then I go, am I half, am I halfway right? Am I right at all? And he goes, no, 100%. (laughs) You're, you're, You're close. There's a lot of things that are, not there. We have an actual classroom. Um, I'll be walking into it, and they have to stand up and everything like that. But uh, I can't, you know, call them stupid. Or, yeah. But I can sit there and, you know. Do one of those. <laughs> as much as I want. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, now, you're going to be doing that job for the whole time you're out there? Yep. So for the four years? Four years, yeah. Okay. And you said you'll have about two classes a year? Two to three, yeah. Okay. Oh, shit. Two to three. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Are you excited for the new role? Yeah. It's definitely something new. Yeah. Um, You're trying to introduce people who have come from somewhere where they've been yelled at for two months by somebody for no reason whatsoever. They wanted (laughs) to yell at you. Yeah. Um, And you're, you're trying to introduce them to hey, this is the Air Force, but it's also the real world. Like, nobody's going to yell at you unless you're just absolutely dumb. Yeah. And you mess something up. But, I mean, if you're doing everything by the book and everything like that, you'll be fine. And so that I'm excited about that part. Yeah. And being able to, like, connect with the students and be like, hey, don't freak out about this place. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Are you – you seem like a very patient – calm guy you see the not work side of me okay so there i walk into work and somebody will come in come up to me i'm not even there for 30 seconds and they're yeah. like hey like this is what's going on you know what do you think and i'm like get the fuck away from me <laughs> like i still have eye boogers and yeah yeah i'm like oh screw off that's another thing uh for a while there, you were doing the mid, the graveyard shift? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess I've done graveyard shift flights at night. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I don't feel like it's that bad for me. But for you to have to, like, sit around? Because I think there's been times where I've asked you, like, what do you do? And you're like, I just wait until, yeah. well, like, planes take off and come back. But they don't normally do it at night, do yeah. they? So... At night, we have to uh, get the jets ready to fly in the morning. Oh, that's what it is. So, okay. So 
for us, we throw a couple things into the jets and we, you know, make sure they're all ready, but we don't have a lot to do. If there's 10 jets flying, which almost never happens at this base, it's, it takes me an hour, hour and a half. Okay. But if I usually hear there's four jets, so it takes me 30 minutes maybe. And that's me taking oh. my time walking around. So if there's nothing else going on for the rest of the night, I go out, I do those things for 30 minutes, and I go back inside, and then I take a nap. <laughs> Tax dollars hard at work here. <laughs> uh, or I'll play cards, I'll watch a movie. or. So it's more you're trying to fight, fight boredom. Yeah. That's yeah. if there's no work going on. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. But a lot of times people are turning over stuff. They're like, hey, we didn't get to this, or hey, we didn't get to that, or all you need to do is run this up for us. And we're like, okay, that's fine. So we'll go out and do that stuff, and then we've realized, oh, hey, you know, the shift before us or the shift that's going to come in after us screwed everything up, so now we got to fix it and make sure it's ready for the pilot so that way he's not looking at the forms being like, this doesn't look right here. Because I would assume uh, even a military plane, a jet, has a logbook, right? Yep. Because I know, okay, because we have logbooks for all our planes, um, you know, on the commercial side. I would only assume that all planes have a logbook yeah. just so you can see what what's mm-hmm. going on, what's the problem, what's not the problem. Yeah, so we have, uh, we call them forms. It's just a big black binder full of... Uh, all sorts of different forms, and then there's oh, okay. one, one section of it tells you, like, this is what's wrong, like, each discrepancy, so, like, oil leak, or this system's messed up, or, you know, I'm not getting cold air, or canopy's cracked, and it tells you, and then on the, the right next to it, you can see that there's a uh, discrepancy, or a corrective block, Yeah. so for a cracked canopy, you know, replace canopy, or anything like that, and then the pilot sees, okay, this is what's wrong with this jet. Yeah. Now I know what's going on, and now I know what I need to look out for. Okay. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Not I guess. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, hey, man. Thank you for being on. This this week is just going to be a short episode, um, but thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. I wanted to have Jacob on because when we met him, I was like, you're you guys are really cool. And when you were saying, when you told us that you were leaving, um, we got sad because it was always, it's always been a pleasure to see you around the, the complex. And just every time we talk, I mean, even when the dogs, like when we were in the dog park, Allie would be paying attention to the dogs and me and Jacob would just chop it up the whole time. We'd be out there two, three hours. Just sometimes. story after story after story. And then, you know, you'd be telling me about, oh, this is what we did today. And. You know, he'd ask me flight attendant questions and I'd ask him, you know, jet mechanic questions. And I was like, hey, what can you tell me? What can't you tell me? So I wanted to to, to share somebody that I've met and I thought was cool uh, with you guys uh, just to know a little bit about him. And uh, good luck out there in Wichita Falls, mm-hmm. Texas. See, I got that shit right. <laughs> I remember because I pay attention. Kind of, but not really. So relax. Uh, but maybe next time I interview you, maybe you'll have a class or two under your belt. Yeah. And then maybe we can do a Zoom interview. <laughs> and then I can be like, okay, now tell me how it is. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome, man. That'd be great. 
Thanks again. Hey, guys. Remember uh, YouTube, uh, Instagram, uh, The Jesus Show, uh, NTO, YouTube, The Jesus Show, NTO, uh, TikTok and Facebook, The Jesus Show, not that one. Tell your mom. Tell your dad. Don't tell your cousins, especially the fucked up cousins. The good ones, fine. Bad ones, no. Fuck them. And uh, yeah, thank you for watching and we'll see you next week. See you next week. That's done. We're done. All right. <laughs>